Hang on, guys, hang on, guys, hang on. This is season three of the Aviation Spotters podcast. We're changing a lot of things up, and we're changing up that intro music. Roll the new music. Hello, everybody. It feels good to be back. I I do apologize. It has been a minute since I've uh, since I've recorded an episode and uh, been with you guys. But hey, life gets in the way, and boy, oh boy, I uh, had a lot of big changes in my life. So I just firstly, I just want to say thank you to everybody who kept sticking by the podcast and kept listening to it and spreading the word about it. Um, and sending me DMs, emails, messages, whatever, giving me profile recommendations when I was gone. Um, I really, really do appreciate it so much. Um, and I know I left you guys hanging with uh, Rich Cooper's episode back when, man, April or May? Or June? Yeah, it's been a bit. Um, but, man, I had so much positive feedback on that, and I am really going to try and structure the podcast in the way of uh, Rich's episode, get more personal with the guests and stuff like that. And uh, man, wasn't it a great interview? I mean, holy crap, he went to an air show in North Korea. Like, nobody does that. That's awesome. But um, I do want to say thank you to Rich for really helping me spread the word about this and just him taking the time of his very, very busy schedule to come on. Um, and also, I do want to give you guys an apology. I am so sorry that it took me this long to get you guys a new episode. Um, I promise I won't be away for that much longer. Um, if I do take a break, I won't be as long as this one was. But uh, just want to give you guys a little life update about myself. Uh, the reason why it did take me so long is life did get in the way. Uh, we had a, some pretty monumental changes in my life. Uh, let's see, I left the airline industry. I have a new job. And uh, I actually bought a house with my amazing girlfriend. And so, yeah, we just moved in here. So if you guys do hear a little bit, uh, a little bit, some weird noises, you know, new house, uh, different location. I don't, like I said, I don't have the best recording room ever. I put some foam panels up and called it good. Um, but anyway, guys, I have the new logo out. Please let me know how you guys like that. Um, I'm going to be talking about a sticker giveaway at the end of the episode, so please, please stick around for that. I'm really happy. I'm actually going to start giving away and selling Abbas Peace Swag. Um, I hope you guys love this new logo. Um, I have to thank a great friend of mine, Anthony, for that. He stepped up and he, he made that for me, and, and thank you so much. Uh, I really, really love it, and I hope you guys love it as well. But um, anyway, guys, so this is season three, and uh, I want to kick it off with one of my really good friends, uh, Terrell Morell. Uh, you guys might know him, and uh, but I'm really excited to kick it off. So anyway, without further ado, I, you guys have been waiting long enough for a new interview. So let's get to it. Let's get to uh, let's get to this interview with uh, with Terrell. All right, guys, you have waited long enough for a new interview, so let's get at it. Uh, I'm here with my good friend, Terrell Morell. Uh, Terrell, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. How are you, bro? 
I'm good, man. Thanks for agreeing to come on the show and uh, kicking off season three with me. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been great to um, watch, not watch, listen to all the other interviews and such. It's finally great to be a part of it. Congrats on, uh, on the great first couple seasons, dude. Proud of you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. And, uh, you know, once we had your counterparts, Isaiah and Peter on, it was only a matter of time. And, you know, we had to kind of uh, talk about the uh, LL787 and, and have a good discussion and on how it's really just a gold stripe aircraft that hey, looks like hey, a normal bro. page off. Hey, bro. hey bro. let's not do this. Not here. Not here, not now, man. You, I ain't trying to fight. I mean, this is my podcast, so you did agree to come yeah, on. Yes, I know, but we ain't gonna rag on my baby like that, bro. I mean, I could totally play the soundbite of us trash-talking it and insert it in, like, like, like right before we say this, so this is a reminder to people, but uh, I, I think common ground is we're not going to diss the 757 because that is the greatest aircraft ever built. The GOAT. Uh, the the goat. GOAT. So anybody who, who thinks otherwise, the Wright brothers in 1903, whenever they took their first flight, the aircraft they had in mind when they were putting around Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, they envisioned the 757. Yes, they did. Hands down. Scientific fact of the day. Yep. I don't care what anyone says. They they envisioned the 757. And they did envision stick, the 757. I will stick to that until the day I die. I will stick to that to the day I die to the point that I have it tattooed on my arm. So. Yep. He, he does actually have it tattooed on his arm. Yep. He does. Um, if you want to see it, y'all, I'll share my Instagram handle later and y'all be able to see it there. So. Or but I can anyway, just post it. Or, or that too. Or mm-hmm. I actually could have posted it as a, uh, with the teaser photos. Oh, yeah. Actually. So everybody already saw it. But they don't know that yet because we're recording this before I post the episode. So that's still yes. undecided right now. Anyway, man. <laughs> this is going to be good. This is going to be a good interview. This is going to be great. We're this is going to be fun. Great start. We're off to a great start. We've already, yeah. Anyway, man. Well, um, Let's get to know you a little bit. So where are you from? How you got into aviation? And uh, give us, yeah, just tell us a little about Terrell uh, on the personal side. All right. I am. Boy, I was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 1995. Um, moved to Ohio when I was young. And I have um, lived in Ohio, Indiana. Uh, when I enlisted into the Air Force, I moved to Las Vegas for three years. It's where I met CJ and a couple other of our great friends in the aviation world. Um, moved to Korea for a year, and now I am stationed in North Carolina at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. Um, how I got into spotting? Uh, really, it was thanks to uh, my friends Peter and Isaiah, their account. You know, uh, When I moved to Vegas, I started following their account, and it got me into – I had already been into aviation, but – Seeing their account got me into thinking I should probably start taking pictures myself because, you know, it's a great pastime and it helps, you know, time move along. So that's how I got into it. I've been spotting since uh, February February 17 is when I started. So about four years now, four and a half. So it's been a great run. Um, yeah. And home airport, I really don't have one because I'm in the military and I didn't start spotting until I joined the military. But if I would pick a home airport, it would 100% be Las Vegas McCarran International. So that is home right there for me. So Now, Peter and Isaiah are definitely great ambassadors to the community. Oh, yeah. Hands Most down. Definitely. They really do are. Um, 
So at Nellis, I just want to talk about when you were stationed at Nellis, you did a really cool uh, thing. You you were part of the Air, the Nellis Air Force Base Honor Guard, right? Yes, sir. Can you uh, elaborate about that? Like, like what is the Honor Guard? So people that don't don't know, like like what is what is the Honor Guard? So Honor Guard, really, it's um, color guard for like the branches, but on the Air Force side, it's Honor Guard, of course. Uh, Honor Guard, we did a slew of different things. We did details for funerals, um, a couple events where we did, um, was it the Nevada State Fair was one where we present the flags of the U.S. and the Nevada State flag there. I did a, what was it, what was, I met Shania Twain at um, one of the events in Vegas there and it was just a great networking opportunity you know you learn some new tricks you learn um to me truly that's where i learned what it meant to be in the air force you know especially doing the funerals you get to realize that like hey this is real life right here like you know this is someone who died possibly serving in a war or someone who served in the past and you know you are carrying on that legacy when you pass on the flag to their loved ones so it was a humbling experience. Um, it was definitely one of my favorite experiences in the Air Force, and I'm glad I was able to do it. So, yeah, it sounded like sounded like it made a pretty good difference. Uh, I've been in the uh, the cargo bin of a seven three seven unloading uh, fallen uh, soldier or a uh, or a uh, deceased veteran, and you know we've had full honor guards and and all that come off, and it's a pretty it's a pretty emotional thing. You see a lot of people up there. Up on the up on the plane airside and up on the aircraft and all that and the terminal, they have no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden, once that casket comes off with the flag on it, you know everyone's at the window and everyone's watching. And it's uh, it is a humbling experience. I mean, I've been a part of some of those, but uh, sounds like some really cool experiences as well that uh, you got to do with that. Plus, it kept you from deploying a little bit, right? Oh yes, it did. It did. But uh, ultimately, I mean, it didn't keep me there for long. It was only a five and a half month tour, but it was made some of the best friends there. Um, one of my, the, one of my best friends I made there, I actually went to go see him in Alaska this past summer, which by the way, if anyone, any spotter wants to have like the spotting world to themselves, go to Anchorage, Alaska during the summer, all day sun, you cannot beat it in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, we'll definitely be talking about that here in a bit. Um, but yeah, so you, so then you went to, uh, South Korea during, during the brunt of COVID. So can you tell us how that went? Oh man. Um, so I was there for a year tour. The first six months, actually, yeah. First six months were the, I'm going to be honest, you know, they were the party, party stage of my tour there. Once COVID hit, it shut everything down. Um, I was only able to go spotting at Incheon International five times in the entire year I was there because they kept us on base locked down for so long that you couldn't go to Seoul. And if you got caught, you were getting basically kicked out of the military. And I was not trying to risk that because I was also in the um, preparation of testing for staff sergeant, which I did end up making. So, um... There are some things that you have to sacrifice, and unfortunately, spotting at uh, 
one of the world's busiest airports was one of the things I had to sacrifice while I was there in Korea. Uh, thanks COVID. But, uh, yeah, I mean, eventually I think I will go back, um, eventually. So it'll be nice to go back there and spot again. Um, I am glad though I was able to catch the, um, Asiana 7-4, Korean 7-4s and the Korean and Asiana A3As because I mean, let's be honest, we don't know what's going to happen with those. I'm pretty sure most of them are already going to go in some time. So it was nice to catch those. Absolutely. I mean, that, that Korean Air baby blue just looks, that looks nice. That looks, it's, that's a great paint job. It is pristine in person to look at. I'm like, that is beautiful. And it, especially it, when they had it on the 744s, that is where Ooh. it was beautiful. Like you would think that you know, with it's a it's a four hundred series seven forty seven that it would have you know. It already looks it already looks beautiful. Enough. Yes, and that you would think it would have some wear and tear on it. No, they made sure they kept those seven forty sevens up to par, up to up to standards because you know, it's one thing Koreans have. It's very high standards, and um, they kept the paint on those aircraft, all aircraft, perfect. Yeah, and then, I mean, I will say this though. That Korean air paint job with the seven eight seven looks stunning. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, that is that that is beautiful on the seven eight. Um, it really is. It just fits it so that gray belly and that, that baby blue. Yes. I mean, I I mean no, I mean, I mean a seven four seven is a seven four seven. But I mean, like there are certain liveries that you know they're okay on the seven eight seven. It's like man, but that one just captures it really really well. It really I mean, does. Some... It does. Um, I would. Between it and KLM with the baby blue, I don't know who I would put ahead because both look stunning on the 7.8 with that baby blue on there. But like you said, with that gray belly, it's just, it is beautiful. And they it have really that is. solid gray stripe going that divides the belly and the baby blue on the um, on the other part of the fuselage. That's just, it's so beautiful to look at. So it was definitely nice yeah. to see those regularly at the times that I would spot. And I mean... They would use them on short haul routes, you know. I think one short haul was sold to Hong Kong, which I mean, for the U.S., I'd be like, I mean, it's like Americans, uh, seven eight from Dallas to Miami or Dallas to Los Angeles. So that's kind of how it was there. So you get to see. Yeah, and you know, if you do want to look up a great seven seven paint job, go look up the Azerbaijani seven eight seven. That one with that dark blue. Ooh, that and is Uzbeka. Uzbekistani is also my favorites, and actually, I will say this: Air China. I love the Air China livery on the seven eight seven. I am not a fan of it. I think it's basic. I really do. I, th um, I, I think it looks. I, it looks basic. It looks pretty communist, you know, because they kind of off copied the Aeroflot Aeroflot stripes. Yes, but I mean, for some reason, the Air China. This the proportion of the aircraft with the stripes and with the kind of grayer belly. It, I, I actually really like the Air China livery on the 7.8. And plus the dash, it's not on the dash 10, it's on the dash 9, which I think is the best proportion 7.8. So this, I think my personal opinion, the Air China one is up there with, you know, Korean Air, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan. Um, I mean, I, that's my own preference. It's like, you know, how you have, speaking of 7.8.7s, LL, knew, you know, with the, with the gold stripe. I knew this was going. The retro and the Jerusalem of gold, my babies. But also, another, uh, if we're talking... The China, retro, yes. Yes. The retro, yes. Gold stripe, meh. And I legitimately did not see this going down. We just talked about 787s, and I, that just popped into my head. No, but another uh, great 787, if we're talking on the China side, um, what is it? Uh, China Southern. 
that seven eight seven. China Southern, China Southern does have a good paint job, and on their eight three eighties. Oh too. yes, oh yes. I'm looking at it. That one on their eight three eighties. I'm on Google looking at them right now, and it's like, yeah, that seven eight is a dream with that China Southern paint job. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get a little too sidetracked about the greatest looking seven eight seven, which is not the LL Gold Stripe. Come on, bro. Um, <laughs> Let's get to let's, let's talk a little more a little more personally. It's like, like, what else do you like to do outside of aviation photography? Um, I am a video gamer. Well, not that much, but I do play video games a lot. Um, I'm into sports. I like playing basketball. I like playing football. Um, and really, uh, it's really about it with me. Um, I also like to spend time with my dogs. I got a German Shepherd and a Husky back up in Ohio. So, um, good old Kilo and Max, yep, those little turds, um, they're my babies, but uh, yeah, that's really about me. Um, you know, video gamer, um, sports guy, and my favorite thing actually of all time is to take naps. If it's one thing <laughs> that I will do after work, is I will catch a good nap, whether it's 10 minutes or two hours, you will catch me taking a nap after work. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what Peter said about you, is how uh, how you going to sleep anywhere. No, I can sleep anywhere. I slept on I slept in the netting of a C-130, so I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> and then uh, another couple things that we both, like, we both talk about ball, basketball, huh? quite a bit. That's, like, our usually go-to. That is that, and, uh, uh, oh, another thing, music, which is our thing as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, some upcoming artists and just some blasts from the past yes, sir. so yes we do like we do like if you follow us on instagram you'll sometimes see uh kind of this bantering on our stories back and forth every time a certain song pops up if it's not us talking about aviation or sports we are 100 percent talking about music and that's really where most are what of our what of our conversations are yeah and that's how that's why we started talking a lot too yep. so what little like wayne just dropped his Carter Five or something yep, like yeah, that. Just dropped that. Sicko mode just dropped too. That was our jam. That was our jam until. Uh, how do I? How do I put it? Um, you're about, it just got old. You're about to be. You're about to be shady. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be real love you, shady. Jordan. I love Jordan. I love, I love you, love man. You, buddy. I really do. Love you, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah. So music, sports, napping. Come on, that's you can't beat nope. that. Um, so with that, man, let's start moving into the uh, specifics. Um, so let's uh, also so this is the part we for my avid listeners know we start talking about camera gears and uh, you know lenses, cameras, and all that. But I want to add something else, and this actually came a recommendation from my father. Is let's start talking about setups. Like what type is like what setup do you use? Because I get also get a lot of questions like how do I set up my camera? Like do I use program automatic? Do I use automatic? Do I use manual or shutter priority or aperture priority? So this segment also so we're going to ask Terrell here what his camera setup is. But we're also going to find out what he how he shoots with his camera. So uh, without further ado, Terrell, what, what's your camera setup like? So what's uh, first of all, so we'll, let's talk about yeah, what your body and your lenses that you use first, and then we can talk about the actual setup itself. All right, uh, my body, I have a Canon 77D. I've had it for a couple years. Um, prior to this, I had a Canon T6. 
And before that, I had a point-and-shoot Nikon camera. Um, I forget what the model was. But that was when I started back in uh, 2017. Um, my lenses, I have a Sigma 100-400 millimeter lens. Uh, that's probably the one, believe it or not, that's probably the one I use the least because um, at the airports I've spotted at, it's been a little too excessive um, and it doesn't fit the entire aircraft in it sometimes. Um, another lens I have, which is my main one, is my Canon 55-250 millimeter lens. Um, shout out to Peter Hine and Isaiah Ortiz for the setup on that one. Um, it's been my go-to since I got it back in 17 as well. Um, but my settings, um, currently looking at my camera, uh, for the last time I went spotting in Atlanta, um, I had my settings on, um, manual, which is what I've used since day one, since I got a regular DSLR camera, I've always used manual and Honestly, my settings move with the sun and with the lighting. If we're gonna start getting some clouds in the way, you know, we'll um, lower the yeah lower the shutter speed to something that you know brings more light into it. Or if we have a nice um, cloudy backdrop with the sun making it look really dark, we're gonna um, up the aperture on that and you know just make things pop. So really, I move with with the weather. Um, if it's a real sunny day, the settings stay the same. I usually try not to go above um, a shutter speed of 2000. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really it for me. Uh, my style of shooting, um, oh God, that, that depends how I'm feeling, the mood I'm in. I, you know, try to be artsy sometimes, but then I realize that uh, it's not for, it's not for me sometimes. Uh, my friend Johan, he's definitely the artsy one out of our friend group. Um, he's given, oh, yes. oh, yeah. He's given me some tips, and I have tried them, honestly. And I realized then that um, that is 100% a Johan thing right there. No shade to him. This is no shade at all to anyone. If you're if you're an artsy type of photographer, that's great. That is awesome. Like, be artsy. Like, crop your shots to however you want to crop your shots. Like, um there's so many ways you can crop, um, and it's a beauty once you realize, oh, I can crop this way or I can crop that way. Um, what I have expanded on is my uh, frame ratios. Um, as I always used to do, like when I first started for at least a couple, for a year and a half to two years, it was always 16 by nine frames for my editing, for my crops. And then I started realizing that, you know, four by three or five by seven, they add more into the picture with like a backdrop. Um, spotting in Las Vegas, when I re-edit some old pictures, I realized that, hey, you know, there there is something with the ship going on. There is a helicopter in the background that I would have never caught or had in the frame if I kept it at 16 by nine. So um, definitely expanding my horizons past the 16 by nine ratio has helped me a lot and has brought me some of my favorite shots. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's, I, I usually like to do that as well. I definitely agree with you shooting different backdrops in the lighting conditions. Uh, I, I usually tend to stay, so for my personal uh, shooting, I put everything on manual. I'm a full manual shooter. I'll select my, my manual yep. aperture my manual shutter and i'll even set up here's here's a kicker i'll set auto iso 
So what I can do is I'll set the auto ISO and then I can set my, my uh, EV stop, um, your exposure compensation bracket. I'll just set that to, depending on the lighting conditions, like if it's a more backlit condition, I'll keep it in neutral, uh, sunrise, sunset, neutral to well, one notch down, but like midday, I'll keep it two notches down or else I'll blow out the shadows. Um, actually, I can thank uh, previous guest John Wynn for the EV recommendations. And actually, um, I can thank Santos also for helping me with the manual stuff. And by the way, we are trying to get Santos on the show. So Santos, I know you're listening, buddy. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Santos, come on. You can do it. We love you. Please come on the show. Uh, is that, does that seem desperate? Does that seem like the podcast is feeling like I'm begging people to come on the show no, now? No, good. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite airport to go spot at? So I think we've already... I know your your home airport is considered Las Vegas McCarran, but you have spotted at a lot of different airports around the world. Yes. And domestically. So out of all those, like, what do you think is your favorite to, uh, to go take photos Oh, at? man. Um, are we not, are we going to count Vegas in this one? Because unfortunately, I mean, that's the one I've been at consistently. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you totally I would can. Put, I mean, we, 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 stand. I would put Vegas as number one, um, just because the amount of locations you can spot at in Vegas. And especially if you're spotting during the fall and winter time, when the weather's perfect. I mean, you've been there, well, the, that one day during CES when it was sunny. But, I mean, even even that, even when it wasn't sunny that day, uh, during CES in 2019, the weather, I mean, the weather was perfect. I mean, the locations we got were perfect. So, I mean, Vegas, due to the amount of locations, um, another favorite airport of mine actually was Anchorage, which, I mean, I mentioned earlier. Um just the amount of aircraft I saw there, um, granted there weren't that many spots to spot from, but like the close proximity of um, aircraft there, it was actually pretty awesome. Um, another favorite probably would have to be uh, O'Hare. Um, shout out to Kevin Cargo for helping me with that one. That one time I went there, um, he, got, he got me into some solid spots. Um, Oh, hair's another favorite, and um, yeah, that's Houston. Houston. Uh, Peter, Candy, and Blaine and I, we've all went to Houston uh, back in 19, and we had a blast there, and also our friend Wilhelm. We had a blast there. Houston's another favorite airport just because how close you are to the aircraft when they take off from Rankin Road. If anyone's ever spotted at Houston, you know what the Rankin Road spot is at George Bush, so... Um, those are definitely a couple of my favorites right there. So, I mean, I, I have intercontinentals is on my bucket list for sure. And yeah, man, that one day for CES, we literally got, we, like, we got off the plane and we ran to the spot and we got the yep. KLM 47 taken yep. off, which I mean, looking back at that now, it's just like, damn. Oh, also, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking when I was in Korea, I was actually very blessed to catch the last seven, four flight into Incheon. So that was actually a pretty solid catch right there. Another favorite of mine. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, do you, do you remember that one photo that we got? The uh, KLM four seven, and then the American Mad Dog that landed right behind it. Yeah. And we got that oh, photo. We got that photo. Of the American Mad Dog with the yep. strip with the KLM four seven in the background. 
Yeah, that was a great day. And we got lucky on that first day because that KLM 7-4 was so delayed. It was supposed to leave right before y'all landed, before you and Jordan landed, and it ended up leaving right at the peak of golden hour um, from the spot where we were at. It took off. It got off early. That Yeah. He took, he took he took the yeah, and he was on the other runway too. But you know, you heard about what happened that day. You remember what happened? How that storm came through, knocked power. I was saying Jordan's house up in Seattle, and yep, it got because pa- that's power got knocked out, trees got knocked down. Like we were like stranded. Like we like we yep. could, but yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. But that I was that day. Yeah, but that was a good day. It was a it was a, it was a weird, bad, and good day all in one. Oh yes, but um, but yeah. So, what's your favorite aircraft to spot? And I think I know the answer to this one. Oh man, the beautiful, the wonderful, the greatest of all time, the Boeing seven fifty seven. Um, just really, the look of it. It's it stands tall. Like if you look at the landing gear, it stands tall out of any narrow body, and it's like all right. It's it's beautiful because it stands tall like that. Um, you know the nose; it looks it just it looks fierce when you look at it. You know if you're looking at it like it's a human, it's looking at you like it's like it's upset, like it's fierce, like it's on a mission to prove something. And I mean, we don't I don't think we need to talk anymore. It's already the 757 has proved enough in its lifetime. Um, it's been a favor of mine since the first time I laid eyes on it. Um, it's always a favorite to catch, and I will never pass up an opportunity to catch a 757, whether it's whether it was Allegiant, which I was glad to catch those back in the day. Yeah, me too. Or whether <laughs> it's yeah, or whether it's UPS or FedEx or any other cargo airline that has them, uh, I'm always happy to catch a 757. But uh, I would have to say for sure, uh, my favorite 757s are definitely the Deltas. Um, uh, I have a tag from wild bird art uh keychain tag um it's a skin off of 757 i think it was let me see if i remember the registration correctly it was november 602 delta november i think or delta alpha i forget which one it was oh it's a really early um, one oh yeah it was one of their original ones and i have that and it actually that tag there actually led to the uh my first tattoo on my arm which is the 757 so um, that's really how much it means to me. You know, the first, the first tattoo was a 757. I mean, along with, uh, another nerd thing of me, uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. So I got nine and three fourths on me as well. So <laughs> a couple nerd things right there about me. So I remember sending you a message on Instagram after that, which I can't repeat on the show. <laughs> oh no, you cannot. Um, because I have to make it explicit. It don't worry, it's nothing, nothing bad. It's just, I just called him a nerd. That's honestly yeah. that that was that. Like literally, is that that was that? I just put another word in front of nerd. But otherwise, anyway. Um, so I mean, the next question is, what is your favorite airplane? I mean, okay, we've already established that. So, what is besides the seven fifty seven? What is your other favorite airplane to take photos of? Ooh, oh man. Um... I'm going to have to go with the Dreamliner. Especially on departure, that wing flex on departure. If it's if it's heavy, oh, my, pristine, beautiful. That wing flex, um, if you get it at the right angle too, 
Uh, it's beautiful. The 787 is a work of art that I love to spot. Um, yeah, especially with those uh, engines, those engines, the serrated engines. Oh, God, so beautiful. Um, yeah, it's another favorite of mine to catch. Um, and I would put the 777 after that one, too. I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. If if we all know why the triple seven is those GE nineties, baby, let, 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 bring me those GE nineties, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. favorite of mine to catch. I do like the Max. I do like the leaps in the Max because they're literally scaled down GE nineties and GE NX. Yes, yes, they are, they are, and I love that. They literally sound like a triple seven three hundred ER taking yep. off. Yes, and seven three. It's a smaller, higher bypass form, but. Yeah. Oof. So what about, besides the 757 being your favorite airplane, same question applies. What about your second favorite aircraft of all time? Second favorite aircraft of all time. Or not the second, I mean, like other fa- alternative favorite. Another alternative. Um, oh, man. Um, I've been given a lot of flack for this one because it's not the 747. Believe it or not, it actually is the triple seven. Yeah, triple seven three hundred ER or triple seven uh, yes, two hundred ER. LR three hundred three hundred ER. Um, the LR I do like, I do. It's a beautiful model, but the three hundred ER is is a beauty, um, especially on the right aircraft. Um, the delivery on the 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 perfect livery, I would say, would be KLM's new livery. Uh, for me, on the triple seven, three hundred ER was uh, probably one of my favorites on there. With that um, smile curve on the blue stripe right there when it goes under the nose, oh yeah, beautiful right there. What about the Delta two hundred LRs? Oh, I miss those so much. Remember at CES, how you freaked out that they sent the Spirit of Delta? Uh, yes, and I ended up catching catch the Spirit of Delta and the Spirit of Atlanta. Oh yeah, they All both the came in that day. Way. They both came in that day, same day. I gotta look yep. at my CES photos again, man. Damn. Yep, it was. I was so happy to catch those. Um, yeah, because another thing I love. It's so basic, but I love the uh, spirit of or any special uh, dedication livery on any aircraft, but especially the Delta, uh, the spirit of freedom, the spirit of Seattle, the spirit of Atlanta, the Delta spirit. Um, I do have to catch the new Delta spirit on the three fifty. Um, that'll be a great one to catch eventually. So, uh, yeah, those are a couple favorites right there. But, uh, yeah. Do you want know to be a really cool livery that Delta did? Or if a they retro. wanted to do? Widget A220. Oh, yes. Widget or, A2- honestly, or Widget 7.3. 7.3 Widget or, or A321 Widget. I would actually like another, um, if we want to, uh, we're talking like that classic, um, um, Northwest. Don't oh don't don't tempt me with the Northwest. I would oh, I would I would love to see it, them repaint as A three twenty or an A three nineteen back to Northwest bowling. I would yeah those I would are say bowling shoe. I would say or mm-hmm. I would say bowling shoe too. Yes, not the silver, yes. but the bowling shoe. Yes, and if we're talking classics, let's also let's hey United, if you're hearing us right now, bring back Battleship Gray. I drill you some battleship gray, or like not like like the friendship, like redo the friendship on like a seven three, like the continental one. Yes. Or friendship seven eight seven. That would be nice too. 
That'd be awesome. That would be nice. Um, American has to bring back the Astro Jet. Well, they have the Astro Jet, but like 757 style Astro Jet with the orange. Yes. Yes. I'm still upset that they retired the 75s, though. That, 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 I mean, I was, I, 2019, I went through Phoenix, uh, doing, I got on my way to Las Vegas for a Star Wars Canyon trip, went through Phoenix for the day, and, uh, hopped on a later flight, man, so nice getting those American 5.7s going to Hawaii, old Amer- uh, U.S. Airways ones, too, which is even yeah, better. Yeah, they were just being workhorses going to Hawaii. Or, or earlier this year, actually about a month and a half ago, 321 Neos. That's it. I would say it's the Neos now. And they also do the... I think they do the... Uh, the Neos do the Dallas-Anchorage route too, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of cool. We've seen some of the Neos here. But uh, I was really, really happy two years ago. Or a year ago or two years ago? Something like that. Delta had those wing spar issues with the 7.3. So they sent the 7.5 into Boise multiple times in a row. And I was like, I was actually so close to like trying to find out what day they're swapping out on if I was going to work. If I can just get a ticket on one real quick or try and non-rave on one. This is like going to fly in a 5.7 to Minneapolis because it's a three-hour flight from Boise. Oh, man. That would have been awesome. It would have been an experience. It would have. I mean, I got to fly one from Seattle. Really cool. I Speaking of 757s, I got to fly uh, back when I worked for the uh, contractor that worked at Delta Boise. I was going to de-icer training, certified de-icer instructor training. And I, uh, we got to be positive space, so I got to pick my flights. So I was like, I was going like, man, I kind of, I saw like the power. I'm going like, I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy shop, right? I'm like going like, are there any seven? Because Delta still the four seven. I'm like, domestic four sevens. Looking at those first, right? Right. Like I'm gonna make like if there's a domestic four seven going, I want to be on that flight. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. They weren't running those. Uh, summer, so they're still running them international. So like I was looking at like L like LAX, Detroit, uh, Seattle, Detroit, even like Minneapolis, like Detroit, Minneapolis, because <laughs> they sometimes did that. Like I, like I literally was was uh, I had my free day from class, free day off school. I saw Delta was running a four seven from Minneapolis, wide open four seven from Minneapolis to 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 Detroit, and I look at the flights, Minneapolis, Detroit. Comp- I would have got top deck first class uh business oh, class man. like oh, that's how man. empty it was and how little non-res were listed so i'm like okay then how do i get home from detroit detroit salt lake salt lake boise wide open i'm like i'm getting excited at this point right and i looked at the time I'm like shit well what what flight did they catch you go to minneapolis oh the part's in an hour it's an rj crj 900 full flight i had one open seat one non-rev and they had a revenue standby. They, of course, the revenue the revenue standby got the seat, and I didn't get the seat. Precedence! Oh my god! So I was like, no, no. Um, I, I got to fly. I got to find another one though. Last row, seven four seven, Seattle to Atlanta. Last row, like the very back. It was awesome. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Dude, you got to like lie back. There's no one behind you. Put the seat all the way back. I got the guy swapped me for the window seat too, and man, you could feel the stutter shutter. The aircraft is going back and forth during takeoff. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, man. But anyway, long story short, as I, as I went through Seattle on a seven, on a seven five seven uh, from Seattle to um, uh, Minneapolis, and I sat next to the one of the lead engineers that built the seven five seven back in the eighties. 
Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so I was like, kind of like, dude, thank you for building such a great airplane. Honestly, I would, I would be giving, I would be paying so much homage that like, thank you so much. Like, thank you. It was so cool. Like we were talking about the pressures, the pressurization system and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, this airplane is pumping in so much air right now. Cause you don't, you don't, you can't see how much air is being pulled out of that. And I'm like, I didn't want to know that right now, but thanks for telling me. Right. But sweet. Yeah, man. Seven eights, uh, sorry, triple sevens. Yeah. Triple seven, 300 ERs can't beat those the, the most gargantuan engines on earth no nope. um, but i do like i mean i do prefer the triple seven 200 lr that's my personal flavor but hey triple seven to triple seven right yep yes sir uh, not the not the we're not talking the non-ge engines they they don't matter talking to you rolls royce talking to you pratt and whitney I will say, man, oh, those PETA, uh, okay, well, we're going to leave this there. Um, so what about, do you have a least favorite aircraft to take a photo of? Oh, man, contrary to belief, um, even though I'm military, it is any fighter jet because they annoy me. <laughs> uh, that's a good reason for it. So not a not a red flagger then, huh? Oh, no. Um, when you... Live on base for so long. Uh, it took a, it only took two months for me to get tired of the fighter jets when I was stationed at Nellis and living in the dorms on base. So I was like, yeah, this is enough. Like it's it's ten at night. Why are y'all flying so late? Like, bro, it is a Saturday. It is ten <laughs> at night. Go to sleep. I know it's Vegas. I know y'all have something better to do downtown. <laughs> you gotta go be fighter pilots, man. <laughs> I like I, I would I wouldn't mind partying with them, which I actually did in Korea. They're they they are party animals in Korea. Um, you got the F sixteen guys and the A ten guys, right? Uh, and U twos. Oh, the U two. I bet those guys are got rowdy. Oh yeah, I, I mean it's Korea. Everyone gets rowdy, but yeah. It's all another level. Oh, it, it was it was, but nothing beats uh, my squadron, the civil engineer squadron. So. Uh, if there's any civil engineers listening to this, uh, engineers lead the way. Let's go, boys. So what about the rarest aircraft you've ever spotted? Um, rarest? Um, I'm going to have to say it was at LAX. It was the Emirati 7-4. Uh, I've caught that twice. I'm trying to find a picture of it. If I can double check, see what it was. It was... It was definitely Emirati. I just, for, yep. Yeah, it was Emirati 74, uh, 744. I think it was their presidential plane. Uh, the Amari flight, the Royal yes. flight. Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, that 74, I caught that one twice in Los Angeles. And I would say um, another rare one. Would probably have to be VP Cal, which is the oh the the, 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 the Saudi uh, the Saudi Prince yeah oh v- Saudi, yeah the Saudi Prince triple seven two hundred LR probably. oh that was it I thought uh, I thought VP Cal I'm thinking of VP Black BLK or the mm-hmm. other one that's what I'm, I'm thinking of the yeah uh, I honestly living in Vegas I wouldn't say those are rare for me any after living in Vegas those are rare for me um, I caught them all from the three forty five to the seven four SPs and the and the Gulf Streams and um, the seven three and seven six caught them all while I was there in Vegas. Jealous. 
you know, everyone, dude, I got screwed over so many times by that 747, and the, I got screwed over twice by the A3, the A340. Twice. I got the 7, I actually got the 7.6, I got the 7.3s, that's all I have is the 7.3s. Oh, and the still nice. I mean, still, hey, it's the Sands, right? You can't be the yeah, Sands. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, looking back on it now, getting photos of both SPs, I mean, one's now gone. Yeah, one's <laughs> gone. They got tore up by the hurricane last year. Yeah. And, and as, as um, well, I mean, with Peter and Isaiah's Isaiah, conspiracy theory, Sheldon sent down there to be, you know, a write-off, and he knew it was coming, so he got eaten by alligators and that sort yeah. of stuff. But, yeah, that, yeah, our, our, our theory, but... <laughs> You know, we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Yes. Leave that for when we're all back in Vegas together. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. We'll, we'll leave that for, uh, um, what a, What did we call it back in the day? A Bible study? Yes, Bible studies. Bible at, studies. At, 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 at a Sands property. Yes, at a Sands property, hotel. Um, just being holy people, reading the Bible like us good gentlemen are. Yes, our good, us good Christian boys. Amen. Yeah, amen. Anyway, back to Soju, right? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, boy. How much soda did you drink over there? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> did it turn to the Squid Games? Oh, God. Please, let's not talk about that. Did you watch it? <laughs> um, I've watched a little bit. I'll wait until they fix the captions. Until, like, they're uh, actually know I what they're saying. I don't think that's going to happen. No, because it's all translated. So it, it threw me off guard, but uh, um, let me just tell you, you are in for a rude awakening on episode six. <laughs> I haven't made it that far yet, but uh, I'll keep that in mind. You're not a fighter jet guy. You're not a red flag guy. So do you have like any, any um, like out of, like outside airports, photography outside or like or like different like events or locations that you know you're not shooting at an airport do you have any of those that you um doing? oh no i have yet to actually attend an air show besides besides aviation nation in vegas i have yet to attend an air show well that that was a big get together well no you're in, when we were there you're in korea so we all yes. like me all all the like me colin jacob Nathan, Peter, yeah. Isaiah, Chris, Jordan, and I, we all FaceTimed you at dinner or something like that. Yes. Uh, I had just got... Fun. I think I... Yeah, I just got to Korea then. You were just got to Korea, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have yet to intend an you air the, show. Did, did you go to Star Wars Canyon that one day back in March 19? I never got to go to Star Wars Canyon. Okay, you didn't. Uh -uh. Yeah, I remember I remember that one day I came to your house afterwards... Uh, I drink yes. from Star Wars Canyon. This drop. This had to spend the night real quick at McCarran before I found at the boys' city next morning. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, we were playing two K that night. Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> yes, we were. And you, yeah, you, you, you did beat my ass over yeah, two K. I'm not. Well, yeah. You should ask Peter how I am in a, uh, MLB the show. I'm worse than that. I will destroy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, so how about this, man? Let's let's uh, let's tell us a spotting story. Uh, got any funny funny stories uh, from uh, when you're taking photos either stateside or abroad? Um, I have multiple funny stories. Um, we'll start with let's my favorite. Um, it was we, me, Peter, Johan, and Matt 
uh, Wen Hall. We call this the feels trip. It was, uh, I mean, it speaks for itself. I don't know why it was called that, but um, we woke up on a Sunday morning, like early Sunday morning, like we're talking one in the morning. We rented a car. Um, it was a Mustang and we went to LA for the day. And um, like when I'm talking early, like I'm talking like one in the morning, we rent the car. We're on our way to LA. We're there by like, we stopped for food, of course. Um, and we're there by like 6 a.m. when the sun starts to rise. So we're there and um, this is the second time I got to catch the uh, the Emirati 7-4 and we were there and um, I am the type of person and if I'm tired and hungry, I get very cranky. And it's just, it was just like this one funny moment, but we were out to eat after we got done spotting throughout the whole day. Like I said, we've been there sun up to sundown. This was in February as well. So it really wasn't that long of a day, but it was because we had been on the road since one in the morning, been up since, and we weren't, we really weren't getting home until one in the morning the next day. So we're stopping to eat lunch, eat dinner. And like, I had been, I had been angry the entire time, like, because I was hungry, I was tired and um that just got to me and i snapped back into human mode and i'm like guys have i been irritable all three of them look at me and like they're like are you serious right now no you're not irritable shut up and i'm like oh okay so i take that as yes i'm irritable thanks you guys are the worst um that was a funny story another funny story actually this one's funny um peter and dushan i say this with a stern voice missed their flight to los angeles one time <laughs> so we booked a day trip to la um it was me dushan peter um we were gonna meet up with our friend candy out there and our friend uh derek mcpherson he's out in canada and we were going out to la um we had all booked our flights me peter and dushan through alaska because they were cheap beyond cheap and um we were all gonna fly southwest on the way back um, I was able to get TSA pre-check on my, uh, ticket because clearly my military status, I tried to get it for them, but it didn't work probably because they're not military, but, um, our flight leaves at 6 30 AM. I mean, Peter didn't live far from the airport anyway, but our flight was at 6 30 AM. And, um, how do I put this lightly? Um, we didn't get to the airport until like 5.55 in the morning. And we had a 6.30 a.m. flight. So clearly someone, me, is getting through security with ease. And I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all be fine. Security is not going to be this bad. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Oh, my God. That Vegas security is no joke. No, it is not. Vegas security is no joke. And I'm like, and I get through the, and I'm, I'm looking at Peter looking at the security and like um so was sleeping in till five o'clock worth this he's like yes it was i'm like you know you might miss your flight right he's like i know we'll be fine like all right bro so i get through security i'm like if one of us is making the flight it's me y'all on your own um so i get through security and i run to the gate and they start boarding i'm like how long i asked the gate agent how long can y'all hold the hold the doors open they're like we can do five minutes past uh, the original time when we're supposed to close. I'm like, all right, that'll be perfect. So 
Um, I'm sitting there impatient because basically I have 10, they have 10 minutes to get to the flight before the doors close and I have to get on. So I'm sitting there like, oh my God, please make your flight. Please make your flight. Please make your flight. Um, I call them. I'm like, where are y'all at? Like, this is like two minutes before I have to get on the plane. They're like, where? I'm like, where are y'all at? They're like, um, we still have like maybe five minutes to go. I'm like, oh, y'all going to miss this flight. I'm like, y'all on your own. Godspeed, my son. Um, <laughs> so I board the flight because, I mean, I'm not losing out on the money I paid for. Um, so I board the flight and um, I asked them, like, so what are y'all going to do? I text them, what are y'all going to do? Um, they're like, well, we're just going to drive. I'm like, okay. So one, it is six in the morning. By the time y'all get to LA, it's going to be like noon because y'all are going to run into traffic. So they're like, all right, cool. All right, I'll see y'all in Los Angeles. So I get to LA and uh, I meet up with Candy there. And I'm like, so those two buffoons missed their flight. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So yeah, that happened. And another favorite trip, another favorite story of mine would be uh, our Houston trip back in 2019. Um, Peter, Candy, Bori and um, Wilhelm will know this as the Elvira trip. Um, we flew, Peter and I flew into Houston, Texas during a tropical depression. And the weather was so bad, it shut the airport down and we couldn't get our bags because they couldn't offload them because they shut the airport down. So Peter and I are still in our same clothes and we have to get to San Antonio because that's where everyone else is at. So we have to get my, get my rental car and get through Houston, Texas in a flood, basically. So, um, we are just like, uh, we're, if you've ever been to Houston, Texas, anyone who's ever been to Houston, you know, driving there is a lawless thing. Like there's no rules in driving in Texas. Like on the freeway, you're going 80. Well, I'm driving on the freeway. Everyone's going like 40. It's bumper to bumper because you know, it's, it's a hurricane basically. So we finally get through that. We get to San Antonio and we're still in our day old clothes that we started the day in and we go spend the day in San Antonio and and such. And the next day we have to go back to Houston and we go spotting at Bush Intercontinental. And, um, uh, if you've ever been to Rankin road, you know, it heads up a hill and if it's rainy, it's muddy. Well, we go up the hill and I'm in brand new, um, I'm in brand new uh, Kyrie Irving shoes. Like these are the friends edition Kyrie Irving shoes. And, but these are the only shoes I had on me because my shoes, my other shoes were still in my bag at a uh, hobby airport, which hadn't been opened yet. So we're up there spotting, trying to get up the hill and I'm sinking in the mud. And uh, Bori has on these uh, shoes. I forget where he got them from. I think he got them from wish.com. He got some shoes from wish.com. So on the offline site. <laughs> And he steps in and he loses his shoe. Like it comes off his foot and he steps in the mud and his shoe's like basically gone. Like it is gone. Like he grabs it, but it's, it's basically, it's submersed in mud. I felt so bad returning the car, returning the rental car after that trip because the car was so muddy on the inside. It was bad. It was horrible horrible that day when we returned it like there was mud chips everywhere i'm like i'm talking to peter and wilhelm like yo we got to clean this car out like we have to and that day the day we left back to our homes peter and i flew back to vegas i flew on american peter flew on spirit peter's flight got delayed for like nine hours 
Well, yeah, spirit. It's spirit. Yeah, you get what you pay for. But uh, yeah, his flight got delayed for nine hours, leaving Houston. And I, he was supposed to land in, back in Vegas before I was. I ended up getting to Vegas like two hours before he ever did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are some uh, fun spotting stories of mine. They're my favorites. Some good memories there. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, All right, that's... That's really about it before I keep going on with funny spotting stories. I mean, we do have CES. That was, that was, I mean, it wasn't funny. It was just a fun time. It was a fun time. Well, before we, we, we wrap up here, we talked about Anchorage earlier. So what about your Anchorage trip? Oh, man, it really was not for spotting. Um, spotting, had, if spotting happened, it happened. Um, it was to go see a good friend of mine, my best friend, Cameron. Um, besides spotting, I would say, uh, I went on a lot of vacations and a lot of trips this past summer. I went to Orlando, I went to Atlanta, New York city, DC, um, Vegas to start my summer trips. Um, and Anchorage, of course, I would say Anchorage was my favorite trip of all my trips this past summer. Oh, I just went to San Antonio, but, um, Anchorage was my favorite because, um, I mean, the first couple of days, I'll be honest, uh, I might I may have may or not been three sheets to the wind the first couple of days, but that's here nor there. But um, it was the fact that the weather was like the same the entire time I was there. It was raining, but it was beautiful. Um, and all day sun, if you've ever been to Alaska during the summer, all day sun throws you off. What we're does, Like I came from the East Coast where the sun basically sets at, you know, 8 30 9 o'clock well the sun in alaska doesn't set till like midnight so and even at that it still doesn't set like it's not pitch black it's like a twilight so it's you know it's kind of like it's, the sun's out but it's not out but it was so beautiful when i was there i mean i had a great time with great friends i had some great food by the way alaskan king crab primo um we went hiking um, in Seward, Alaska. Um, we went to the, it was the 4th of July weekend. It was called the car launch, which is like basically the entire state of Alaska shows up to this. It's like this huge, like I, I, the best way I can put it is hillbilly type event. Like I kid you not, I was dressed up like a hillbilly up there. Like, like, and I don't know if you've ever seen a black hillbilly, but that was me. But um, <laughs> but uh, it was awesome. Alaska and then spotting. Spotting was awesome because I went there at, um, what time did I go? I went at 4.30. I didn't leave till 11, which I mean, if you ever spot in the U.S., leaving at the airport at 11 means you were probably doing some night shooting. Um, but in Alaska, uh, at 11, you're doing some golden hour shooting up in Alaska, which was perfect. I loved it there. Um, I got some great catches up there. I got the, I mean, you, I mean, you know, the DC, the DC six, which you wanted me to catch. Oh yeah. Um, I, yep. I, I dedicated that shot to you and made sure I made sure I got it just to you know let you know that I got it. Cause you told me to. Um, oh yeah. Uh, That's like my unicorn. Yeah. It was, it was great to catch. It was awesome. Um, the Ev, what is it? The, Everett's, Everts. Yeah, the Everett's Cargo MD-80s, those are nice to catch. Um, 
DC nines, the DC nines, MD eleven, seven four seven heaven. Yeah, um, they American was bringing in the Dreamliner from um, Dallas and Chicago. Both nine hundreds, both steps. Sorry, both dash nines. I don't want the aviation community to slaughter me for saying nine hundreds. Um, yeah, too. they will. Um, yeah, the, they brought in both dash nines from O'Hare and uh, DFW, and I got one, the one from Chicago. Um, with some prime contrast behind it. It was that crop shot that I posted when I first got back from Alaska. It was my favorite shot of the Dreamliner I got there. Um, that was a favorite of mine. Um, on top of that, um, I got to fly on the Delta 7.5 from Detroit to Anchorage first class, which was an experience in its own right. Um, being on the 7.5 and then being in first class, first row, it was, it was awesome. A dream come true to do that. Um, longest 7-5 flight I have ever been on. Um, it was awesome. Alaska was a trip, and I highly advise everyone to get out to Alaska if you ever can, whether it be winter, whether it be summer. Uh, I mean, if you go in winter, you have the best chance to catch the northern lights. So who doesn't want to see the northern lights? I'm honest. I want to go back right now just to see them. So Alaska was probably my favorite trip this summer. Um, I do plan on going back with my friend Cameron's still out there. I just haven't decided when, so. Well, let me know. I'll love to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. But anyway, man, well, that's it's been one hell of a discussion so far, man. But uh, let's start wrapping it up, dude. Uh, do you have any tips or words of encouragement for uh, the listener? Um. Yeah. Um, oh, man, some good tips is um, everyone starts somewhere. Don't be discouraged by your shots. Um whether you like them or not, everyone starts somewhere. I can tell you, um, I started off when I started spotting, I started off with the darkest shots ever. I didn't know what editing was. I just, um, took pictures and posted. I didn't know what editing was. Um, it took a lot of learning and a lot of, you know, constructive criticism from friends to be like, Hey, you know, your shots are a little too dark. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, your editing style is your editing style. You can try to copy someone, but in the end, um, it's all up to you. It's all you. Um, enjoy what you shoot. Um, whether it be military, whether it be private planes, whether it be commercial aviation or something that you're, if you're from the Midwest, like me, a crop duster. So, um, enjoy, enjoy every moment of spotting because I'm going to be honest, uh, prior to me going to Atlanta and Alaska, I hadn't spotted since, um, Korea. And that was early in January of 2020. So about a year hiatus. Um, you kind of forget how to shoot sometimes. You kind of forget what settings you used. Um, your, your steady hand with trying to pan, you know, you lose that a little bit. So um, life is going to hit you sometimes, but don't discourage it from spotting. Um, definitely spotting has been one of my go-tos in life since I started. Uh, whenever I have the opportunity, I know that I'm going to do it. Um, I've made some great friends, um, Colin, Jordan, Peter, Johan, Dushan, Isaiah, a slew of different people I've met um, and made some of the best friendships with. Um, reach out to me. Um, I'll give out my handle or I'm sure CJ will put it on the um, title when it comes to. But uh, if you're ever... Well, can't say because i'm getting out of the military in a couple months but uh for now if you're ever in the raleigh north carolina area 
hit me up. I'll give you some spots on where to go. Or if you simply just want to meet up and spot, I'm glad to do that. I've had a couple of friends come down here to Seymour Johnson, um, Ben Suskind. I've met him a couple of times down here at Seymour Johnson. Um, yeah, just if you're ever in the area, hit me up. Or if you're ever in the Vegas area, hit up my people out there. Um, you know, they're great people out there. They're friendly. I wouldn't say Peter is. Um, but, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Love you, bud. Love you, buddy. Um, I would definitely hit up them. If you're ever in the Phoenix area, hit up Candy Harris. She is probably one of my favorites as well. One of my favorite friends out there as well. She's a great person. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to network out. Uh, spotting is a great way to network. Make some good friends. Great, start up some great conversations like CJ and I have been having for the last hour. Um and you get to see some rare things if you catch the if you catch an airplane at the right time. I know um, I've caught some rare aircraft that I know people have been dying to catch. You know, um, like CJ. Like for for me, it might not be rare, but for CJ, he's dying to catch those Sands SPs or all the Sands aircraft in general. So, yeah. um, don't ever discourage yourself away from spotting just because you know you might not have the best shot. Uh, people are going to talk, but hey, that's all people do nowadays. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's really it for me. Um, my Instagram handle is uh, Flying Pencil Aviation. I mean, come on, did we think of anything else? We, of course, have to be the Flying Pencil, but... Um, I heart, I heart LL 787. Yeah. Eh, that, that's a little too long. Flying Pencil Aviation, that's a... Fits a little perfectly for me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you only can got it tattooed me. on your arm. Right, it's only tattooed on my arm for the rest of my life, which it's never going anywhere next. It's never going anywhere. I don't ever plan on getting this removed. Um, um, but yeah, um, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Flickr. I, I don't use Flickr that much. I would say Twitter, but uh, I really only have a personal one that is not a G-rated site. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, do you have any other questions for me, CJ? No, you're interviewing me now? No, man, I don't. Uh, you did take my line away from me instead of, well, what's your your social media handles? But, hey, you got that covered. Um, I do want to say this still real quick. Because Terrell is still uh, active-duty airman, uh the views expressed and and what he has stated is the views of himself and does not reflect the Department of the Air Force. Just want to get that out to free, buddy. CYA. Um, oh, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, thank you for that. I didn't think about that. Um, appreciate you for catching that one. But, yeah, they do not reflect the United States Air Force at all. But I don't think I said anything too incriminating, just that I didn't like fighter jets, which, I mean, the Air Force so probably you. could. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God! Don't let them find out I like soju. Listen, I only I only tell them I drink once a month on my PHA. So, well, good thing uh, we did. We made a little disclaimer then. But um, anyway, guys, this has been one hell of a discussion. And uh, I told you guys in the beginning, stick around to the end. We have a sticker giveaway, and we're gonna have a shirt giveaway too. I know it's not the most fancy thing in the world, but hey. It took me three seasons to get you guys some swag. So here's how this is going to go. 
I got some Abbas P stickers, those awesome logo that I love. I got five of those. And if you guys start sending me profiles, that's an entry per person. And uh, I think ooh, maybe in a month or two, month and a half, two months, let's say eh, December 15th. How about that? December 15th. That should give us enough time because, you know, bi-weekly and all that. But you have until December 15th to send me as many profiles as you can. And I want to give you an entry to win the stickers for the new logo. Um, come in all different sizes and whatnot, but uh, we're going to go one, two, three, four, five random numbers. So I will give you a, a random number and uh, I will add a more probable chance of you getting drawn the more profiles you send me. Um, details also will be on the Facebook page too, so please, please go check out the Facebook page. That has been updated. Just off the cobwebs for that one. Um, like and share, guys. You know, uh, on Apple Podcasts, please rate the podcast. Um, really helps the algorithm put me out there, um, especially, you know, with this whole algorithm Facebook stuff coming on right now. You know, holy crap. Um, so word of mouth is the greatest strength to get this podcast out. And I am really looking forward to the guests I'm having on here and the things that are coming and I'm so happy to be back with you. And again, I do apologize. It took me this long to get back. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the new intro, outro music. And um, but yeah, thanks again for really sticking by. And uh, but I also thank you, Terrell, for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come on the show and talk a little aviation with me. Uh, yes, because I definitely couldn't miss a nap, right? <sighs> no. And plus with... Uh, Ball season starting up too, man. Gotta watch the preseason oh, and training man. camps. I am very excited. Um, I am actually. Did you see the news? Ben Simmons finally reported. Oh, he finally did the rookie of the yeah. year. Yes, the rookie of the year. That shouldn't have been a rookie. Um, yeah, no, no. no shade. It's actually <laughs> one of my no shade. That's actually one of my favorite players to watch up until his whole fiasco started. But anyway, yes, he finally reported last night, right before the. Um, Sixers Nets game so I guess it's a start in the right direction hopefully he gets to play this season um, I'm excited for what this season has to bring because honestly, but anyway dude I, dude I gotta end the podcast I haven't even ended it yet <laughs> oh so, my god yeah. <laughs> I didn't even end it oh, oh my god I mean, you know what legit though I may, start, I may start a Patreon just so we can just if I guess upload the unedited podcast oh yeah I I that think... might help cut that might help because you know I do spend money on the recorder that I use. I do spend money on the RSS about twenty bucks a month. Maybe, you know, different tier like like two or three bucks a month. A couple people, that helps me out cover the cost of yeah. this. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. But anyway, guys, um I get back on track. But anyway, guys, um go check out the Facebook page. Please like and share. Uh if you guys have any, just get uh, recommendations to me. Send me a direct message on Instagram at BOI Spotter, Twitter BOI Spotter, uh, the Aviation Spotters Facebook page. You guys can shoot me a DM there. Um, also, the Ask Spotters Podcast at gmail.com. You can send me a uh, good, nice, long email with some good profile recommendations there as well. Um, but anyway, man, Terrell, anything else to add before I officially close it out this time? No, sir. I think we're good here. Again, thank you for having me. Congrats on a couple good seasons. I'm hoping for more to come from you. 
Awesome, man. I really do appreciate your support. And uh, likewise, guys, uh, can't wait to see you all next time. And, man, it's been a long time since I've said this. So, all right, guys. Until next time, keep those batteries charged, those cameras ready, and we'll catch you on another episode of the Aviation Spotters Podcast. <laughs>